Hello and welcome to the very first episode, the pilot episode of Living with Hospice. I'm your host, Mitch Ware. Grab a cup of coffee, pull up a chair, and let's get to know each other a little better. Inasmuch as this is our inaugural episode, let me share with you who we are, why we're here, and how we hope to be of help for those looking for more straight, unbiased information regarding hospice services and end-of-life challenges in general. I am a hospice volunteer. I have experience with several hospice organizations in the past 12 years or so. My first experience was that of a caregiver. I've seen how hospice works from the caregiver and client side as well as from the inside. I've seen the good, I've seen the bad, I've seen everything in between. I've studied its origins, I understand the philosophy of hospice and palliative care, and I eagerly participate today as a bedside musician and friendly visitor. This podcast is a result of many questions that I've received over the years and comments from friends and family that have been misinformed by other well-meaning friends. I've discovered that there are a lot of people who just want basic information but aren't sure where to get it without being given a sales pitch. Let me assure you, we are not here to sell you anything. We're not sponsored. We're not affiliated with any particular organization or agency. We are here to fill a void on the information highway regarding hospice and hospice care and end-of-life issues in general. Just straight, honest answers to your questions and your comments and information that we think you might find helpful and interesting. We not only want to be a source of good, solid, unbiased information, but of encouragement. Each episode will evolve around a specific topic, so you can search for a topic and go directly to what you need. Our mission is to reach out to those who are considering or are in hospice care or in an end-of-life situation. We hope to be your source of encouragement and be a valuable partner for you regarding anything and everything hospice or hospice-related. We're going to take questions, and we're going to address at least one of them in each episode. Well, I certainly don't have all the answers, but I know someone in my circle of professional friends does. We will do our level best to give you straight, honest, unbiased, timely answers to all of your questions and reply to your comments. In the next few weeks and months, we're going to be discussing topics that I think might interest you. Aside from talking about what hospice is, and maybe a little bit about its quiet beginnings in Europe and eventual migration to the United States, we'll be discussing what hospice isn't. We will dispel the many rumors and the bits of misinformation flying around so that you can have a better understanding of what hospice really is and make an informed decision if hospice is a good fit for you or your loved one right now. We'll also give you tips on how to choose the correct hospice agency for your family. We will also be discussing things like the difference between palliative care and hospice care and curative care. We will discuss a very long list of services that most hospice organizations offer and how you and your loved ones can benefit from those services. There's always a question about money. I've been asked, how much money does hospice cost and who pays for it? What if my insurance won't pay? What if I can't find enough money? Am I out of luck? 
There are dozens of great topics that come from these questions, and we're going to get to each and every one of them. As I mentioned, if you have a question, you can send it directly to us by email. Our email address is livingwithhospice, all one word, livingwithhospice at gmail.com. We will review all of those questions and try to answer them here on the podcast. Let me leave you with a brief story. There was this little boy in our town who was always after his dad to throw the ball around or get the boat out and go fishing. He had a ton of friends. He was smart, funny, talented. He played sports as well as saxophone in the high school band. As he got older, he discovered that he had a love for cars and things that went fast make that zooming sound. Cars, engines, turbos, tire suspensions, and all of that quickly became a passion of his. After he graduated high school, he wanted to go to a very elite private engineering school that focused on automotive engineering, and that school was Kettering University, formerly called GMI. Inasmuch as he was involved in a lot of extracurriculars in high school, his grades weren't exactly up to snuff, not good enough to get into Kettering. So he enrolled in a local community college. You guessed it, he came through with straight A's. And as a result of a meeting with his parents and the dean of admissions at Kettering, he was accepted. Very shortly after he arrived on campus, he was told that he would need a faculty advisor. So he asked around, who was the most accomplished member of the faculty. Turns out, it was an older gentleman, a true legend in automotive industry. However, this gentleman was beyond retirement age and no longer was taking on students to mentor. Not to be denied, the boy basically used his charm, asked all the right questions at the right time, said all the right things, and all but begged the man to be his advisor. Well, the kindly old gentleman begrudgingly agreed, and so off they went, four years of being mentored, mentoring others, and meeting each and every challenge. Shortly after graduation, the boy, now a full-grown man, was heading north with his girlfriend for a day of skiing. Suddenly he started laughing and just couldn't stop. After a few hours of this uncontrolled laughter, he went to the emergency room. It was there that they discovered something on his brain. Not sure what it was, would it be scar tissue or infection of some sort? They just didn't know, and so they couldn't say. They needed to do surgery. Needless to say, he was soon diagnosed with a rare form of brain cancer. He was given a prognosis of six months to a year. He kept working for two years. And after a stroke and other side effects from his illness and the chemo and the radiation treatments, he was placed into hospice care. The people that came to his house from hospice were so nice. They answered all of his questions. They provided brand new equipment and and tools that were needed to make his life easier, as well as the life of his caregivers. They said they wanted him to have everything he needed to have a good quality of life. Right after Easter, he went into an inpatient care facility and his parents could once again focus on being parents and not caregivers. That was a huge blessing. So this is why I volunteer for hospice. You see, that boy was my oldest son, Matthew. And I saw firsthand what a huge blessing hospice can be if you let them. They made it possible for us to have a meaningful quality, 
39 months with Matt. Hospice is one of the best kept secrets in America. Our mission here is to get the word out, the straight word, the unbiased scoop on everything and anything about hospice or end-of-life journeys. We certainly want to thank you for listening to this first episode. We'll be back soon with another one. In the meantime, if you have any questions or comments, please drop us a note at livingwithhospice at gmail.com. Or you can come to our website, www.livingwithhospice.info, and you can leave us a note there. Please share this podcast with your friends, and you can find us wherever you find podcasts. We'll be there. Until next time, this is Mitch Ware for Living with Hospice. Have a blessed day.